It's the 12th of June, 2012. The time is 34 minutes past eight. And this is our errand of mercy. My name is Geraint Thomas. And I'm Simon Payne. You know, Simon, it's been a little while since we did our last show. Yeah. But I've got something I really want to, you know, just put out there. Okay. A message to send to the world. People, 
stop eating people. So many people eating people recently. It's a it's a big deal at the moment, isn't it? It's it, it, it's, it's it's kicking off. The it's people in vogue. Definitely. Every now and then, like I'd say, probably at a rate, there's probably like once, one every couple of years, you get a cannibal story. Yeah. The last like two weeks, it has been kicking off. There have been so many cannibals. Are you calling this out as as just people being cannibals, or do you think we've got a zombie apocalypse on our hands? No, all right, okay. Like th- this is kind of the pattern we've seen. Essentially, like I think the two really big ones. There was a dude in Canada who kidnapped the guy, chopped him up on film, ate a bit of him, sent some bits of him off to Canadian politicians, and then ran away to Berlin. Berlin is well known as a haven for cannibals. So, yeah, I mean that that's true. Um, and the other big one was the guy in Florida who ate a dude's face. The other cases, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, like the other cases, not as big news. There is a a man in in Maryland who ate, killed and ate a guy, um, made human sacrifices, talked about it on Facebook, ate a guy's heart. Talked about Uh, what, making human sacrifices? Yeah, on Facebook. I I mean, I, I, I haven't heard exactly what he was saying, but kind of like, imagine it's like, hey, just killing some people to satan whatever hey bro so and so has created a group Black <laughs> mass. you are invited as willing sacrifice <laughs> satan there's, likes this there's a guy in new jersey not so much a cannibal i mean he may have eaten some people like and that's that's unconfirmed at the moment but like he the police tried to bash down his door um and he cut his stomach open and threw his own intestines at them while they're trying to run away that's fucking crazy <laughs> yeah also a man that's in a counterproductive Cal- escape yeah, system I, yeah i mean because like even if they're going to be like oh, oh fuck yeah like kind of like avoiding the intestines you are gonna die pretty quickly in that yeah, case yeah you're in trouble once those yeah. are outside your body you're in trouble yeah. Um, and there was also the guy in California who's um, just standing trial after punching a guy incredibly hard in the chest, ripping the dude's heart out and then like gnawing on it a bit. Lots of people have been saying possible zombie apocalypse. I think the message we really need to get out there is just stop taking so much meth. It's a, there's a lot of meth on the streets there's, at the moment. There's a lot of meth and PCP going on in these cases. Like, ease off. Make it a sometimes thing, you know? If you want to party, what you want to do is you want to, you want to take it to the point where you start ripping people's hearts out and throwing your intestines at people and dial it back a little bit. That's what we're saying. Uh, sure. I mean, the guy who inflorated the guy's face, get naked with a hobo. Fine. Don't eat his face. That's when it's gone. <laughs> we draw the line at face eating. Getting naked with a hobo is, well, I guess. Not as as fine. Not but... fine, but more fine than eating his face as well. Is that what <laughs> yeah, yeah ex- essentially. If two guys want to get naked in public, I, you know, I'm not going to judge. Eating a guy's face, I am. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We're going so, to take issue with that. I, I think our first, yeah, our first call out this week has to be to people eating other people. Dial it down a bit. There you go. <laughs> Things that you absolutely have to stop doing this week is eating people. I have one as well, actually. My my thing that people need to stop doing this week is unnecessarily massive and overblown wedding proposals. 
Yeah, no, I'm kind of like, I, I'm agreeing with this. There's a lot of wedding proposals going on on face on YouTube at the moment, aren't there? I'm I'm done with them. I've seen enough of them. The one where the go- where the people where the guy proposed in front of Patrick Stewart. That's awesome. And, and Patrick Stewart held their hands and said, "Engage." Yeah, that you see that, that was, was awesome. that was good. And I think, but I think that was like the first of the awesome YouTube proposals I saw. And since then, it's got a bit out of hand. There's there's too many of them. It's too and many. Also, the problem I have with it is not just that it's silly. And it's not supposed to be a silly event. Is the other thing is it puts a lot of pressure on people. Like you're not gonna if all of your friends and family are there at that point, you're you're a little bit on the spot, maybe. Yeah, I mean, there's no way you can say, "Can we give it some time?" I feel like I, I you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not approving of people saying just no straight off. I think you've got to give a bit of excuse. You know, I think it might be too yeah. soon. Like, yeah. yeah, I love you, but. That's fine. But yeah, no, with these big overblown YouTube wedding proposals, I think a lot of people are going to get forced into marriages they didn't really want to be in. Yeah. You need to stop doing that, everyone. There's one guy that I will let off, though. There was one unnecessarily overblown proposal that I saw, which was the um, the lip dub proposal. The, the, the lip dub proposal was awesome. And I think that was the point where it sort of peaked. That was And we could say, it's done. That's All right. It. That's, that's the best better. one. Okay, guys, just go back to proposing on a bridge somewhere. That's cool. Yeah. I think that I think that the thing that really um, that I really enjoyed about the Lipdub proposal was the use of laptops to bring far away friends and family into the event. Um, I just I just really liked the sort of there was a lot of very good like directorial work there, like yeah. keeping like stuff just out of, out of frame until yeah. the final. That was good. I, it was it was I liked that. When the guy comes in, like right at the end, the crowd parts and he's actually there to propose to her. That I don't think I've seen a cooler walk. If you put that walk to slow motion <laughs> and then he was walking away from an explosion, it wouldn't have been cooler. He is like the, the most self-assured and coolest man on the planet for those few minutes. Doesn't matter what he does for the rest of his life, he will never walk cooler than that walk. Um, and what a surprise it happened in Portland, Oregon. Good work, good work, Portland, Oregon. I I really doubt people in Oregon eat eat other people's faces. If they do, if they do, get on our Facebook page. That's www dot. Jesus, can we do away? That's another thing we can do away with. The www dot. Fucking hell! It's two thousand and (laughs) twelve. Well, you do realise that you don't have to type that in anymore, don't you? You can just go to Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Erin of Mercy, all one word. If yeah. pe- if someone's eating a guy's face in Portland, I want to be the first to know about yeah, it. Yeah, tell us about it. Second. Uh, don't, yes. don't send us any more videos of um, white people awkwardly creating dance numbers to force a woman into a marriage she doesn't want to be involved in. Yeah, please. So that's that's the ground rules set up. That's, that's, that's some good ground rules for today's show. Yeah. I think we've kind of, yeah. No eating uh, faces, no trapping women in loveless marriages. <laughs> it's a good start. Yeah. I think everybody can agree with that. Everyone can everyone can be down with that, I think. As you know, there's an embargo on this show against Starbucks. Yeah. Um, listen to previous shows to kind of get into that, because like, it will take a while to explain. I haven't been in a Starbucks since we announced the embargo. You are this a are... beverage nomad, I believe, wandering the caffeine wastelands with your knapsack over your shoulder. Yeah, still struggling to find a good 
iced coffee um, in this city. You know, I'm sure I'll find one eventually. I nearly went into Starbucks today and then I saw a girl come out and with her name on the cup. And I was like, whoop, whoop, no, carrying on walking. No coffee for me. My girlfriend has has decided that she doesn't want to stop going to Starbucks because she enjoys their vanilla frappe lattes or whatever it is that women and gay people drink. I can Um, understand it's difficult. I mean, let's face it, that does sound delicious. What she has decided to do, however, is adopt a number of wacky pseudonyms as opposed to giving them her actual name to show her support to you. That's, um, That's a show of solidarity. I approve of it. More approved of, of, of all that embargo. I, I think um, most notably the effect it had on a young gentleman who was sat nearby the um, counter when um, she said that her name was Shodan was apparently quite profound. That's good. Shodan I like that. being the evil female AI from the System Shock series. Apparently he looked up huh. surprised and then shook his head as if there was no possibility that, that happened. And then when they did call out coffee for Shodan, he he was quite pleased. That's good. I like that. I, I do like that. that that's nice, because that's brightened someone's day yep. while kind of undermining Starbucks. That's what we um, like. If you can simultaneously smash the system and make somebody yes. happy, that's cool. That's, yeah, I, 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 can, I can agree with that. I still won't go in a Starbucks, though, no matter how much I agree with it. No, that's fine. Uh, you don't have to uh, go. But, but know that people, even the people who are in Starbucks, are showing their support to you. I think, though, we may have a, we may have a supporter in our embargo Starbucks from the entire nation of the Republic of Ireland. Really? Um, yes. After, during the uh, Jubilee, the Starbucks... Um, i.e., which is the Starbucks Ireland Twitter account, uh, posted, show us what makes you proud to be British. No. Oh, no. That's straight up happened. Yeah. Yeah. See, if Twitter existed in the 80s, that that Starbucks wouldn't be there anymore. How many Starbucks would have been blown up? I know. Firebombed to shit. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm glad that that hasn't happened. I, I don't approve of firebombing. No, but, um, but but still, that's there's still a lot of, of old wounds there. You can't, you can't yeah, say exactly. that. I mean, that's almost as bad as um, the, the St. Patrick's Day thing that uh, I think it was Nike did. Did you hear about that? No. Nike released, I think, some like special Air Jordans, black and tan Air Jordans. <laughs> yeah, but just in Ireland for St. Patrick's Day. Oh. Apparently, not realizing that the Black and Tans were a famous uh, British paramilitary unit. He, if, if, if you've ever seen the film The Wind That Shakes the Barley, yeah, kind of, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Talking of talking of sticking it to the man whilst making people happy. Have you heard any of the hoo ha surrounding funny junk trying to sue the oatmeal dot com? I have heard a bit of this, and I do find it hilarious. Uh, do you want to explain to our listeners what's so, gone down? So theoatmeal.com is a uh, a webcomic website. The guy who makes it makes a lot of funny stuff. Very like, popular guy. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, I, I can't say I'm a huge fan, but, you know, fine. I don't really. I, 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 have, do, I have no objections to him. But so. I actually do enjoy his work. One, some of the stuff he does, is he makes um, he makes alternative Valentine's Day, Christmas and birthday cards, which say things like, 
I love you so much. If we were trapped with a bunch of people, it snowed in the cabin, I'd eat you last. <laughs> and on the uh, card is a picture of a fat person with their mouth covered in blood chasing a screaming thin person. See, that's, that's kind of funny. That's like, I like that. And he also makes massive humour and fact posters about things like cats and coffee. He's he's essentially the kind of guy that I wish I was if I had any discernible sense of, you know, humorous talent. What's happened recently is a long time ago he wrote a article on his website about how the website Funny Junk, which is essentially a link aggregation website, had been hosting a bunch of his pictures and profiting from them based on the advertising revenue they'd been getting and how that wasn't cool. Uh, this was about two years Entirely ago. Entirely not cool. It's but not kind cool. of annoyingly common on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> because because once you make something and put it, put it on the internet, it's basically not yours anymore. Yeah, it's lost forever. It's lost. It's gone. Somebody else is probably going to make more money out of it than you do. Yeah, r- right now there's two guys like pretending to be us on the already. Internet, so, yeah, Even already. though we're on our fourth episode. <laughs> Just happens. Already. Shit happens. That's unfortunately an errand of Bercy with Crime and C. <laughs> so Funny Junk have been hosting this stuff. He made a article taking the mickey out of them for it um, mm. about two years ago. So this is now 2012. That was... 2010-ish. Yeah. Uh, he's recently received a letter from a solicitor saying that unless he pays Funny Junk $20,000 in damages, they will, they'll be um, suing him. I really... Because that's just such a lame amount of damages as well. Yeah. Like, usually when people claim for damages, like, it's a million dollars. Yeah, it's like $2.5 or something like that. I don't have a great job, but I could probably... Like, give me a year or so. I could probably scrape together twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, and yeah. you don't you don't run a a reasonably profitable webcomic yeah. website. The fact that it's two years afterwards and and this is all really stupid has has kind of wound him up. And he's recently been having to fight a couple of legal battles with people trying to get a piece of the action because he's on his way up. He's getting more and more um, kind of notoriety as a writer and an internet humorist. So obviously people are trying to get a slice of the pie. He's, I think this is the point where, like, this has been the um, the straw that's broken the camel's back. So he's started a campaign to raise $20,000, half of which he's going to give to the Kodiak Bear Preservation Society. The a other worthy half charity. Which, yeah, yeah, the charity. And the other half he's going to give to a charity that researches breast cancer. Both so of which are worthy charities, I think yes. we can agree. What a worthy man. I believe he's calling this um, this Operation Bears and Boobs Yay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Both things I can approve of. <laughs> so he's decided to stick it to the man by by funding the support of, of awesome bears and awesome boobs. Yeah. So way to stick it to the man. But by, by Kodiak bears, he means the animal Kodiak bears, not, no, not grizzly not gay men. Grizzled gay men. <laughs> I bet there's quite a few in Kodiak. <laughs> yeah, I bet there are. There are. <laughs> I bet and there is. Actually... A, I bet there's a club in Kodiak, like it, like a sort of a basement club called the Kodiak Bears. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it now. I kind of want to take a picture of me stood in front of that sign, just pointing at it. Because I bet that's a place. If it's not, I want to open that bar. <laughs> I'm, I'm I, that, that is now my aim in life, to open an, a, a sleazy gay bar in Kodiak. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm not seeing. No, it doesn't appear that it oh, exists. Fuck. I'm sorry, man. Guess I'm gonna have to make that gay bar. Yeah, you're gonna have to make that gay bar. <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. He's sticking it to the man. Um, yeah, the oatmeal guy's sticking it to the man. We can approve that by funding boobs and bears as opposed to giving them twenty thousand uh, twenty thousand dollars. I like the way that he's not just said no. He's yeah. he's he's made a point of raising the money and then giving it to somebody else. Yeah, it's good because now basically, like, whatever they do now, they're fucked. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, we still want the money you just raised for charity. Fuck. Yeah, shit, we can't ask you for that. <laughs> Everyone loves bears and boobs. It's the two things that yeah. unite the world. Um, <laughs> what about bears with boobs? What if we could put be- boobs no, on a bear? no. Well, yeah, you just ruined. Now, now, now they can get away with it. Talking of, of, of another notable fuck up of the now, as well as the um, the funny junk guys. Do you want to know someone who's someone who's done fucked up, essentially really bad this year? Somebody who's okay. done goofed. Yeah, right. Battleship, uh, the film based on the board game Battleships has yeah. overtaken John Carter as the worst ever US opening box office swap compared to the size of its budget. The naval war film cost $209 million to make yep. and took $25.3 million in its first weekend. Not, not great. Really not. like It took one-eighth of its budget. So but yeah, it's because everybody knew how insipid it would be. Yeah, it, so that's overtaken the film John Carter um, released earlier this year, which up until that point had been the biggest box office flop in history. So two films, two massive box office flops, both starring the actor Taylor Kitsch. Oh! Good work, Taylor. Dude. Like, Taylor I... Kitsch does have one of those faces, though. You know, do you remember the episode of Family Guy... Is it family? Yeah, Family Guy, where they're walking through Chinatown, going, "Hey, look, it's Jackie Chan. Hey, look, it's Jackie Chan," which is racist. But yeah. in the other direction, there's a guy walking through a bunch of white guys, going, "Hey, look, it's Ethan Hawke. Hey, look, it's Ethan Hawke." Yeah, no, are you I think right? Taylor Kitsch is is the new Ethan Hawke. Yeah, he, he is just a bland white guy. I said, I'd never considered that, but yeah, no, he is. You wouldn't notice him in a crowd because he would just be the. You might notice him just because of how much of an ordinary white guy he looks, I guess. <laughs> wow, I've just been put I've just been cast in one of the biggest budget films ever made, which is John Carter, which is Disney's like blockbuster film for the year. This is amazing. I'm gonna be the star box I'm gonna be the star of this film. It bombs so bad, but he's yeah. like at least I've still got Battleship. Yeah, at you least, know? At least I'm I can still fall back on Battleship. It's like it's not perfect. But it's, again, huge budget. It can't fail. Box office poison. That's it. He's branded yeah. for life. Do, he's do, not going to work in another movie, is he? There's because, nothing big for a while. Exactly. Because, I mean, do you know what? Essentially, the big film he was in before that was, of course, X-Men Origins Wolverine as well. No. Another, oh, of course he played Gambit, didn't he? Gambit. He's Gambit. Oh. Actually, another, like, infamously terrible film. Taylor. <laughs> Kitch, <laughs> you, sort your shit out. Taylor Kitch, you done fucked up. 
so that's not, badly so badly how's how's that for a run of big movies you've been yeah. in? wolverine origins which by the way i can only get 10 to 15 minutes into without like screaming at the television and in apoplectic fanboy rage um so, simon i went to see that at the cinema did you just didn't you just start <laughs> screaming incoherently halfway through no okay I've, I've got a friend um simon you know her i'm not going to say her name like on the show to protect her dignity Te- fairly soon after i kind of like first got to know we went to see um the darjeeling limited at the cinema yeah. one of my favorite films brilliant yeah. film loved it so i was like yeah you know i'm not going to the cinema again the next film we saw together was resident evil nemesis which That's gone well which was, I, I would say at that point, was the worst film I'd seen in the cinema. And then the next film I saw with her was X-Men Origins Wolverine, oh. which is now the worst film I've ever seen in the cinema. That's, it's it's so bad, Chief. So it's so bad. I can't even begin to describe I, how bad it is. I, I'm kind of sorry I mentioned it, but really we know that Taylor Kitsch is to blame. Taylor Kitsch as girly Texan Gambit. Because, like, essentially, like, previous to um, John Carter and Battleship, lots of other things I could have blamed for that. But now it's obvious the issue is Taylor Kitsch. Yep. He needs <laughs> to find a new profession. Yeah, really? Just literally anything else. <laughs> just playing just playing a white guy in the background and stuff. Like it's, his... the, it's the role he was born to play. Well, here's a crazy thing. I would rather watch a movie about him dealing with the fact that he can't be an actor anymore and like become becoming a docker in in New York or something like that than any movie he's ever been in. Huh. Yeah. I, I would yeah. happily watch imagine imagine like there's a movie about a failed actor who becomes a uh, who becomes a dock worker. It, does New York have docks? It does, doesn't it? I mean, they probably put them all in New Jersey or something now. Yeah, I imagine, yeah. but yeah, like yeah, I bet, okay, yeah. So yeah, New Jersey. We'll 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 set it in New Jersey. He has become a docker in New Jersey. You know, has to yeah. pay his way. He meets a somewhat plain and unassuming but beautiful woman. Yeah, they fall like, in love. There's some kind of romance there, and he learns that the actual true fullness of life can be found in hard graft and honest American pay. Yeah, all right, yeah, I'd rather watch that. I'd film. rather watch that than literally anything he's been There we in. go. That's our end of mercy to get Taylor Kitsch to be in that film. There you go. And the Taylor only Kitsch. way he can rescue his career. The only <laughs> way he can rescue your career is to leave your career, become a docker in New Jersey, and then make a movie about that. Yeah, I agree with that. And don't <laughs> let them cast somebody with from Twilight in it. Because that's that's a new thing, apparently, as well. There have been so many movies recently where what? I've been like, why have why have you cast this? Person what what in what's this? what's the main guy in like the, the actor who's like the Twilight guy? He, he, I, I mean, I don't know anything about Twilight, but Robert I guess Patterson. like he, he plays Twilight, right? Yeah, that's, Robert. That's Patterson, what the yeah. vampire's called. He's yeah. called Twilight. He's called and Twilight. Robert, yeah, and Robert Pattinson. I I don't mind Robert Pattinson because there's a lot of knowing about what he is. I think everything I've I've ever heard about him makes me realize that kind of he's probably an all right guy. Yeah, like, like he's he's just found himself in a difficult situation. Where he gets paid shitloads and women love oh, him. Man, and he's this like, is really terrible. I think he's fine with it, but he kind of knows that he's a massive sellout, but he's fine with it. Do you want to talk about your uh, terrible song of the week? 
I kind of, I kind of feel in the mood for that right now. You feel in the mood for terrible I, song of the week. I feel, I feel in the mood for that. I think, I think usually we do it towards the end of the show. I think we should bring it to the middle. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will do. My terrible song of the week. Well, it starts off a couple of weeks ago. I was watching E3. I was watching, I believe, now then, yeah, the Microsoft conference. There was a lot wrong with that. You can check out my blog to see what was wrong with E3. One of the nice, ones. nice plug, nice plug. plug. Check out <laughs> me dropping that plug in there. If you uh, if you like my opinions, you can uh, read more of them uh, on my blog. It's called <laughs> Mirrored Wilderness. <laughs> uh, uh, why don't you follow me, Geraint, on my Twitter account at, at dot underscore communism? <laughs> oh, I feel ill. I, I feel, I feel kind of sick. Shit songs, terrible people, man. What, what you were saying? You were watching the Microsoft conference. A lot wrong and with that. I mean, was there a lot wrong with the conference, or is there a lot wrong with the fact that you were watching the Microsoft conference? No, I think you, you that, can brush like, over. You can brush over that if you want. No, I don't think there's anything wrong with me watching the Microsoft conference. I like it's to. Um, I'm, I'm just being a dick. Yeah, I like to. I like to stay kind of vaguely connected to the mainstream gaming media thing that they do at E3 because I think it's important to keep an eye on them make sure they don't fuck shit up and this <laughs> this year they done fucked up big time um, the thing that confused me the most was the fact that Usher and Flowrider were at the games conference for that, people who like games that does seem kind of weird I mean, I can't think of any obvious connection with games from Alpha Phase Two. Like, well, both of them have got songs on, um, like Just Dance and that kind of thing. New, um, new dancing yeah. games that are coming out. That's how they shoehorned them in. Uh, and like, it... I mean, if they got Fifty Cent on because he was releasing a new Fifty Cent game, like Fifty Cent and the Adventure of the the, the totally di- the awesome diamond like crown or something <laughs> 50 um, cent and the badass diamond crown yeah because that... blood in the sand was awesome and everybody <laughs> really liked it but look I, I, I apart from the fact i've never played the game and i have no intention of playing it everything else about 50 cent blood in the sand i was entirely down with it is amazing i have played it it's really good <laughs> Okay, well, Give yeah. back my school, bitch! <laughs> is basically the uh, the theme of that entire thing. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, having Fifty Cent there would have made sense. That but... would have made sense if he was if if Fifty Cent was there announcing a new Fifty Cent <laughs> game. I would have actually like I would have been genuinely excited about that. But no, it was it was Usher and Flowrider at two separate uh, conferences. I think Ubisoft kind of um, copied Microsoft's stick. So, so yeah, it did. Microsoft had Usher and Ubisoft had Flow, right? Yeah. yeah. And the, uh, first, before I go into this song, which is quite popular at the moment, I just want to talk a bit about Flowrider, who is weirdly self-absorbed, but not in a. Oh, that, that's, in, that's unusual in a in a pop star. But no, not in not in the way that you see a lot of rap artists are self-absorbed. Like yeah. But in in a really weird, like living on another plane of existence way. Please explain. To the point where he does his singy dancey number with his dancing girls, and the the female compare, he was pretty bad, of the Ubisoft press conference, asked him if he's excited about being on this dancing game. You know, mm. reasonable question to ask. Of, yeah. of a pop star who's getting free publicity from your dancing game. 
And the obvious answer is, yes, I'm excited to be a part of this product because that was probably the card he was handed before he went on stage. Yeah. Um, but no, his response was, yeah, um, my music really gets the club going, so that's great. That's that's, <laughs> that's the answer to a different question. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the answer to a question, not not the answer to that question. So I let that slide. I was like, that's a bit weird. He's just being, he's probably just like kind of nervous. This is probably a bit of a weird gig for him because yeah. he doesn't really know. He's he's essentially selling a product with, with him singing and, da- and dancing around with some girls. So so whatever, I'll let, I'll let him go for that. And then I'm driving to um, the shops in my car with, uh, with r- the radio on. I like to uh, keep radio one li- on because... You know, it helps me find new terrible music to talk <laughs> about on the podcast. Right, that's fine. <laughs> and and occasionally I listen to Fern Cotton and forget some of the things I was taught. I was taught at university due to her infectious stupidity, <laughs> which you know I always enjoy the feeling of unlearning things because yeah. I spend a lot of my time learning new things. So it's cathartic for me. Anyway, he's on this for some reason. He's on the Radio One th- show, being yeah interviewed by somebody some kiss ass and they've got people from the public asking flow rider questions and one of them is like this teenage guy asking him well me and my mates haven't got very good dating game could you give us some advice i mean Uh, i i I just want to say that that must be a difficult question to answer because essentially his advice would be be a multi-millionaire essentially yeah. Yeah, his advice his advice would probably be it helps if you're me yeah that's that's what he said that's actually what he said yeah <laughs> he's like be yourself um it also helps if you invite them on one of your videos <laughs> yeah no word of so a lie. He like, hasn't, hasn't realised that other people don't do videos. Yeah, I think that, like, it is literally like... like He's so disconnected from the yeah. world, he hasn't realised that not everyone makes music videos. Yeah, he's like, like yeah, because, because part of his life now, the way he interfaces with everybody else, and everybody else he probably interfaces with usually, either works for him or is another person like him. And I think... He's terrifying, but also interesting as a psychological kind of profile. Yeah, definitely, that's thing. yeah. It's that it's is crazy. terrifying. Also, he writes terrible music, which you oh, know no. helps. I say writes. I mean, you know, stammers to a vague beat. Probably doesn't. Um, Ooh, yeah, burn. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm calling you out, Flow Rider. What are you gonna do? So, his, what's his song? His song is called Whistle. Hmm. Um, it's a thinly veiled blowjob metaphor. Ah, uh, because you know you you blow whistles. Blow whistles like like, like a people, penis. Like a penis. Like, like people penis. blow penises. Yep. Especially if you get them on your music videos. <laughs> so the the chorus of this song, the chorus of this song, which um, is quite high in the charts at the moment, and um, huh. you know if you've got kids, they've probably been listening to it, maybe even <laughs> singing it. Is, is this is this a summer jam? This is a summer jam. This is definitely a summer jam. Right. It's not quite call me maybe, but you know, it's up there with the other summer jams of this year. So the chorus is, "Can you blow my whistle, baby? Whistle, baby, let me know. 
go I'm going to show you how to do it and we'll start real slow you just put your lips together and you come real close can you blow my whistle baby whistle baby yep. and there's a pause <laughs> there you go oh <laughs> it's bad that's oh that like oh <laughs> carry on <laughs> Florida Florida you're not coming near my kids like <laughs> stay away from stay away from mine and anybody i know's daughters can't like florida justin bieber stay away from our daughters yeah justin yeah. biber sorry justin biber no justin biber in florida come on and then um obviously after the chorus happens we're into we're into the rap part mm. of the song and that includes lyrics such as i'm betting you like people and I'm betting you love freak mode. And I'm betting you like girls that give love and girls that stroke your little ego. I bet yo I'm guilty, yo honor. But that's how we live in my genre. When I hell I play Rottweiler, then there's one flow and one rider. I'm a damn shame. Order more champagne. Pull in then hamstring, trying to put it on ya. But your lips spin back around corner. Slow it down, baby. Take a little longer. Huh. Yeah. Most of it is... Huh. Kind of, yeah. yeah, just kind of... He's kind of building an image there. Yeah. I kind of like the words he's saying kind of, you know, kind of like I'm kind of guessing where he's going with it, but yeah. not really connecting them very well, is he? Yeah. Like he's got the central ideas of this yeah, piece, has. but he's, hasn't he's, really drug struggling to bring them together. Yeah, um, C and then plus. We, we, yeah, then we return back to the chorus again, um, and then we're back into another um, another rap part. This is probably my uh, my favorite single verse part of the the song. It goes something like this: It's like everywhere I go, my whistle ready to blow. Shorty don't even know. She can get anybody low. Position not approved. It's okay. It's under control. Show me soprano, cause girl, you can handle. Baby, we start snagging. You come in part clothes. Girl, I'm losing wing. My Bugatti the same road. Show me your perfect pitch. You got it, my banjo. Tanted with your lips, like you blew out candles. So amusing. Now you can make a whistle with the music. Hope you ain't got no issue. You can do it. Give me the perfect picture. Never lose it. So amusing. So, so amusing. <laughs> Girl, the way you blow, like you're blowing out a candle. That is, that That's, is amusing. How amusing. Show me soprano, because girl, you can handle I don't know what snagging is. Yeah, I'm no, I... I'm assuming it's some kind of sex act. <laughs> uh, but but after that, he says that she comes in part clothes. Does he mean that she arrives? <laughs> I or... think he's saying she's half naked when she comes into... Well, that's the thing, does, like... Does he mean that, that she is arrives she or, his... or, or she arrives? Like, which one uh, of those is it? Right. But, like... Yeah, because I was kind of like picturing someone coming into a room yeah, that's half, what I half naked because she's about to blow Florida. Yeah. But then he's talking about his Bugatti. So yeah. is she coming into a car? Is she 
it's yeah. It, what's it's, going on there? There's a lot going on there. It's, it's snagging the sex act, and and he's so good at it. She's arriving without removing all of her clothes. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes more sense. I'm, because the the previous line is "Show me soprano, because girl, you can handle." So I'm assuming that she's she's yelling kind yeah. of quite a quite a pitch because quite a high pitch because, because you know, of, he's he's exciting her with with the with the acts that he's performing upon her person. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, I think I think we've got to the bottom of what Flo Rider is no, doing. No, no, with no, this no, woman. no. We've 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 got to the bottom of those two lines. <laughs> Because we haven't moved on to the deep Lovecraftian mystery of show me your perfect pitch, you got it, my banjo. Well, I I, I get what that means. Do you she's not gonna, get? She's going to strum his banjo. I think essentially, yes, that's what he's getting at. I think I think our listeners can work out what Flow Rider's doing, like asking the woman to do to him there. I I certainly can. It's not I something think, I want to discuss. Quite if frankly, you listen to if you listen to the song itself. Um, you can you can probably find it on YouTube with a bazillion hits. Um, the the thing that really unsettles unsettles me about it is during the chorus, which has quite a catchy um, whistly um, whistle sound on it. Yeah. The the last two lines of the chorus: "Can you blow my whistle, baby? Whistle, baby. Th- there we go." There's a pause there that turns it from can you blow my whistle baby whistle baby there we go to can you blow my whistle baby whistle baby there we go yeah it's 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 really i mean that entire song is crossing a line from subtle innuendo to just straight up sleaze isn't it yeah it's pretty sleazy and you know it's kind of like when you told me what it was called i kind of assumed it was going to be a lot more sort of nudge nudge wink wink i'm just innocent in that way simon yeah I've got a very innocent way of looking at the so world. So you're, you're telling me that, that Florida has taken your innocence? <laughs> yeah, essentially. I, I'm innocent because I find the following sort of things um, funny. Cockfoster. Shittington. <laughs> Crackington. <laughs> Crackington is good. Fanny Coldwind. <laughs> Fanny Coldwind. So are these are these places in England? These are these are place names of, of Britain. Yes. Awesome. Bitchfield. Bitchfield. Dick Licky. That's not a place. That's a place. It's not a place. Bushy Gap. Bushy Gap. That's <laughs> that some of these must be made up. Upper Fong. Upper thong. Well, that's that could be like a shoe, I guess. So it's not too bad. Fanny Field Itchington. Oh no, <laughs> no, no, no! I refuse to accept that. Shin Gay Come. That's just that's just a bunch of unrelated, like rude words strummed together. Like I could. It doesn't even have like a shire or anything like that on it. Shin Gay Come. Balls. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's it's not a Ball. place. Some of these definitely aren't places, man. Crapstone. Crapstone. Bleeding close. Oh no. <laughs> that is unpleasant. Broken wind. Broken wind. Nice. Like they, Did I already do shitling fall? No, you did. <laughs> didn't do that. No. Shitling fall is good. 
I like that one. Uh, prick um, Willow. Prick Low. Prick Willow. Prick Willow. I live um I live up the road from a small village on the outskirts of Nottingham called Gotham. Which uh-huh. isn't which isn't rude, but when I fam- dr- famous for the stupid man of Gotham. Um the stupid man of Gotham. No, but the, the, I think if it's the, the seven idiots of Gotham, it's called. Was that a thing? That's a that's a famous thing. Yeah, really. I I kind of wanted to um to to just kind of drive up to the sign in a Batman costume and I just stand next to the sign that. and point at people. I, I imagine that's done all the time. <laughs> probably. I bet they've they've probably got a a. a nottingham city police officer who who sits nearby the sign at all times because it happens so often do you want to hear some boring garing facts go on then um actually i'm gonna i'm gonna check well you know boring i'm gonna i'm gonna check the the story about gotham okay go on then all right so gotham is um Gotham, Nottinghamshire. It's actually called the Wise Men of Gotham. Also oh, the wise, not the, idiots, so the but it's also called the Idiots of Gotham. What? Because the um, essentially, idiots. They, they were wise because they they pretended to be insane. Uh... Um, they pretended to act like idiots, and in doing so, avoided having a highway built through the village because um, people thought madness was contagious. So then they That's didn't really have to pay clever. for the upkeep for the of the of the highway. But nice. they kind of became famous for sort of. Being clever, but you know, and there was a, a, a rhyme that came up, which is the three wise men of Gotham went to sea in a bowl, and if it, if the bowl had been stronger, my song would have been longer. <laughs> but the imbeciles of idiots or wise men of Gotham um, inspired the name, the nickname for New York of Gotham, as there was, there felt to be a lot of people who were foolish but pretending to be clever, um, and that's why the. City and Batman is called Gotham City. So, so the Gotham City is actually indirectly named after that small village. Near yeah, no, straight up, it's named like basically it's named after that village and near where you live. Wow, there we go. That's pretty <laughs> so, <really> cool. <laughs> boring facts with Geraint. I don't think well, I don't think they're necessarily that boring. I think that's that's pretty cool. Do you want an actual boring fact? Go on then. Did you know that the snooker-based game show Big Break had yes. 222 episodes of the snooker-based game show Big Break were produced? Is that the whole fact? That's the whole fact. But that just, is really boring. <laughs> but I, I just, yeah, there you go. How did you, how did you find that out? I did, don't know. Did you wake up one morning filled with the burning desire to research Big Break? It's honestly, if you I, did... I know so much useless shit. It's not even funny. So much. Do you want to hear a news story? Go on then. Two US students have survived for, for nine days in the wilderness of New Zealand by warming in a hot spring. Hot spring. So they've just been, I'd yeah. say chilling, but that's not yeah, the appropriate word. Yeah, um, Alec Brown and Erica Clintworth, both 21 of the uh, University of Wisconsin, had visited New Zealand just sort of an after after exam break. Went hiking, got a bit lost. Had spent nine days in the wilderness when everyone else was kind of like going crazy and thought they were dead. They were they survived by eating marshmallows and jelly and go and like hanging out in a hot spring. That to me is not surviving. No, that's a straight up party. 
That is. That's just like a, a hot tub jelly and marshmallow party. Like, that sounds like the craziest party ever. Yeah, I, I mean, want to I mean, party I mean, with them. And like, and like to be honest, like like those two were fucking. You they know were, they probably were. They, they definitely they were. They were Oh, definitely. Two, like, two beautiful 21-year-old ex-students from Wisconsin. So much. Yeah, like nine days, basically. Yeah. Nine days spent nearly constantly naked in a hot spring. It was probably just... Sex into the hot spring, marshmallows, jelly, out of the hot spring, sex into the hot spring, marshmallows, jelly. A straight sex. party down in New Zealand. And, and apparently, like, um, Alec Brown said that, you know, we climbed out and, like, there was a helicopter searching for them. And he was like, I, I knew people might be worried, but I didn't realise it would such a big, be a big deal. Obviously, because he was having the fucking time of his was. life. So no wonder it took them nine days to get back. That's an errand of mercy top tip. If you live near a wilderness that may possibly contain hot springs, just just get lost this weekend. Just you know, take it. You never know what you never know what you might find. Just take a bag of marshmallows and, and uh, some jelly. Yeah, maybe uh, a bit of maybe a bit of ky just in case. I, I can just picture how it went down. Like basically, it's like oh, we're lost in the wilderness. It's going to get cold, and he's like, okay, what we'll do to keep warm. We'll eat these marshmallows. We'll eat the marshmallows for energy. And there's a hot spring. We should get naked before we get in it because we don't want to get clothes to get wet. You know, so we'll get naked into hot spring. And when he's in there, he's like, also, another way we can keep warm. Winky, winky. Exactly. It sounds like the setup to a really terribly hackneyed porn movie. I mean, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like. Oh, if this this isn't there any other way that we could keep warm? Okay, so they weren't really that wasn't surviving. No, I mean, That's straight I mean, like, up like, wilderness chilling, is yeah, what that is. Wilderness chilling, not wilderness surviving. Like no fucking berries and shit for these two. I would have loved to see a Bear Grylls episode where he's trying to carve a spear out of his own hardened shit to hunt bears, and then he comes across those two next to a next to a hot spring, just going at it. <laughs> and the film crew. We've been doing this for seven days. How long have you been here for? Oh, oh, two and a half hours. You're not doing so well, are you? <laughs> You're drinking your own piss. You want some marshmallows? <laughs> you want some marshmallows and sex? <laughs> Yeah, that's that's wilderness survival at its best. I don't think I don't think it can be done better than that. <laughs> Definitely not. So good work, you two. Good work. You should write a book. There should be like a hundred and twenty seven hours, but that story. That would <laughs> yeah, be just... awesome. Just a hundred and twenty seven hours of of, <laughs> of young thing. adult sex and marshmallows. <laughs> just a sexy time. Ticklington. You're just smattering the podcast with more terrible place names. Yeah. Lower Underbush. <laughs> Fatty oh Head. Fatty Head. <laughs> Felt well. Japs Eye. <laughs> you know, you've never been to Japs Eye. They've got a really nice father's, father's <laughs> market. L- lovely, lovely. Uh, there's, there's a really nice like tea house there. Um, yeah, the Japs IT house. <laughs> oh, and they've got this really, really nice kind of quaint pottery <coughs> store where they they make really nice pottery. 
It's this lovely old lady there. Oh, what was her name? What was her name? Oh, that was it. That was it. Her name was Mildred Titwank. Titty swell. Titty. Titty. <laughs> <laughs> like, I swear you're making these. <laughs> I'm up. really not making these up. So we talk about boy bands. Yeah, let's talk about boy bands. Um, yeah. Basically, after the last show we did, which was, I can't remember when it was. It was a little while ago. Um, 29th wasn't it 29th last month i think it was it was a while ago so yeah about two weeks ago um after we did the show um simon brought something up that we're going to discuss now to you know we felt the listeners would be missing out well firstly i have an issue with the um the boy band the wanted i don't really have an issue with their music because it's kind of you know bland unassuming boy band music the issue i have is with their general image yeah um, they look like a bunch of of teenager bothering sex pests but then they're <laughs> a boy band so obviously they do yeah the i mean they probably are the thing that kind of freaks me out is is they look like a bunch of first years like first year university students everything about them from like the look in their eyes to their general it's, demeanor like honestly like there's a picture that simon shown me um i'm looking at it now and it is just every flat of guys in first year it's it incredible is. and we're going to put that on the facebook group so you can look at it for yourself so if we go from left to right, we can actually yeah. describe them by kind of first year bro archetypes. That, yeah. That if you are currently at university or you have been to university, you've probably known these guys. That definitely relates relatable to a lot of people, yeah. I think. So on the far left, we've got a, a guy, um, slightly sort of curly, unkempt hair, wearing a plaid shirt. This guy, he's like, he's, he's stepped back a bit from the others, isn't he? Like A little bit, yeah. A little bit less boisterous looking, like, but you know, I bet he goes out to party with the rest yeah. of the guys, you know, because he yeah. might not enjoy it as much. He, can, he enjoys dancing when he's had a bit of drink, but yeah. like, he's not so, you know, into it as the other guys. Like, probably the, a, um, probably a, a history or scientific. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think student. probably yeah, so, something in the humanities, possibly. Yeah. He probably you know goes to most lectures. You know, maybe, maybe he's in. He, he's got another group of friends, like. Yeah. He's involved in the society somehow. Yeah. You know, just just putting that out there—that's a possibility. Essentially, what G's doing is he's <laughs> describing himself in first year here, because because this guy does look a bit like this is the kind of look that G was going for in first year, and yeah. um, pulling it off with with vague degrees of success. <laughs> the next guy in second from the left, he's um, got sort of shaved shaven hair. Probably goes to the gym a lot. He's wearing like a wife beater. Goes to the yeah, gym a lot. Goes to the gym a lot. Spends more time in the gym than in his lectures. Yeah, totally talks about being pumped up a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Talks about talks about being pumped up and 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 all of the pussy he's got. Yeah, probably talks a lot about all the pussy he's got, but yeah. perhaps perhaps not actually like getting that much pussy. Yeah, talks yeah. a big game. But, yeah. but but not so much. P possibly a, a year or so down the line, he's going to have a big revelation in his life. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe... Something's going to probably happen that will make take him reconsider some yeah. of the things he, you know. Some some basic some some basic beliefs may have to be questioned and reevaluated. About... Some some basic decisions about sexual orientation <laughs> may, may have to be questioned. Blunt, yeah, yeah, and and reevaluated. With another man's penis. 
So um, moving in, we've got in the centre a uh, a new and developing student trend. This this guy in the centre is a um, he's a he's a young gentleman of well, possibly Persian descent. I, I, would, I would say kind say. of like yeah, some, some and he's kind of got like black gelled sticking up hair, sort of quite tight ripped jeans. Yeah. This guy is he he I think he is the lad of the group the central lad i think the central lad around which all of the lesser lads orbit yeah definitely yeah i I think he's the one kind of driving the um the getting of the women in the clubs he he's definitely the sleaziest one i think the one most likely to be accused of date rape during his first year Yeah. yeah yeah Um, and, and also, but but he's important as a linchpin of the group because his general otherworldly attractiveness brings in the women who, mm. as they are gradually filtered off by him, the others yeah. back him up. Yeah, he, he's, he's, sediment feeder he, he's definitely the alpha predator in the yeah. group and the yeah. others are, are the scavengers who act around him. I think yeah. I think we should move now, instead of carrying on going from left to right, we should carry on, move on right to the far right guy because this guy is definitely... The wingman. We call him. Joke. We like to call him either the wingman or the parasite. <laughs> He's definitely going for the less attractive girl at the bar, which his friend in the sense is going for. Yeah. He definitely considers the guy in the sense to be one of his best friends. Yeah. Whereas the guy in the sense doesn't really give a shit about yeah. him. I think and that's. If you watch carefully, you can see the points where he goes for some kind of a bro handshake or a bro a bro fist, and and it's he never receives it. Yeah, when he just kind of laughs it up, just kind of like their relationship dynamic can be best described as a similar one to a beaten wife and her abusive husband. (laughs) I would say so. Yeah, I think there's a definite parallel going on there, and so in between them. We have uh, another archetype of uh, the male first year. This is the guy who kind of thinks he's a bit of an indie hipster. He's wearing a very large white belt. He's got yep. like a, a blazer on over his uh, T-shirt, which has a Union Jack on. Yep. Several, I think... several different kind of low-slung necklaces, some of which appear to be dog tags, which are not imprinted. And yeah. He he also thinks he knows some obscure bands, but is going to be brutally shot down when he brought brings them up. Uh, yep. parties. He's um he's going to go after the more indie girls. Yep. Um, he's going to make some serious mistakes. He's going to make some very bad mistakes. He is. Uh, I he imagine is. he is a regular attender of clubs where the highlight of the evening is the playing of the Killers' "Mr. Brightside." Yeah. And he and he thinks this is edgy and um, and out there, even though it's still occurring. And <laughs> me and G were around when that trend started, and it was old then. And it's yeah. been what three or four years since that started. So yeah, he needs yeah. to work on his game. Definitely. Um, but but I think I th- he's going to turn out to be an all right guy in the end. Yeah, I think that to be honest, he his. His his arrogance and his assumptions that he knows more about music and a lot of things than the people around him will eventually be worn down by the constant slapdowns of hipster girls, and he might actually become a uh, a well functioning member of society, possibly uh, starting a podcast with the gentleman on the far left. Possibly, I mean, I mean, it, it, it could happen. I think that's definitely a distinct possibility for yeah. those that that could occur. So the wanted. We, we we understand your game. 
we we get what you're doing but and... i mean an actual incredible construction of of humanity there like the yeah. the effort that's gone in like i'm actually impressed i mean it, this is one of simon cowell's outfits isn't yeah it? yeah i'm very impressed by his work here yeah i've got to say i usually don't have a great deal of respect for man but kind of when you think about it like he's he's definitely gone all out on this one he's it's an A game. It's an A there's game. A, there's a definite level of artifice there that that you can see the fingerprints of the maker all over <laughs> this one, and I'm I'm quite impressed by it. I still don't like them because I don't like first years, <laughs> but but good work. Good work. Like what we're going we, we're yeah. going to um we're going to put that post picture on uh, on the Facebook group. Um, as I mentioned, that's facebook.com forward slash errand of mercy or one word. Yeah. If you like the noises we're making, feel free to. Write a review for us on iTunes, if that's where you found our music, or just sign up onto the Facebook group and tell us that you like us. That'll do too. Um, we're going to contrast that with another boy band from, uh, let's say, sort of about sort of 15, 18 years previously, I suppose. Yeah. That would be NSYNC. Um, yes. I would like to, I would like to thank, thank my friend uh, Joe Sparrow, who, who runs a blog called A New Band A Day, which you should probably check out, for posting this picture on Twitter. It is a it is a picture from, I, it looks like it's a poster from the middle of some sort of girls' magazine of the mid-90s of NSYNC. Yeah. These, it's incredible looking at it when you consider that these were some of, like, the most famous and well-loved people and like women were crazy about these like justin timberlake's in like the middle center and he's like he's the most sort of halfway presentable of the lot yeah the rest of them not very good looking and wearing like i mean obviously it's the 90s so you got to give them some leeway but seriously the whacker shirt it's the worst like (laughs) there are that there are curtains in Centre Park's villas that are more tasteful than the shirts these guys are wearing. It's truly astounding. It's and really, really bad. Uh, I think one of the things that we were talking about before the show that, that I'd like to bring to light as well that you mentioned is if you cut the top three guys out, it looks like a picture for an incredibly gay magic act. <laughs> like, okay, I can't, like, bizarrely enough apart from justin timberlake i can't remember the names of the other members of nsync yeah me neither. essentially the guy on the bottom right looks i mean essentially he looks like he yeah like a las vegas magician of yeah. the 90s he's wearing like a purple sort of velvety shirt jackety thing and the guy in the center has like a very silky shirt that's opened halfway and is kind of displaying a crucifix and yeah they definitely look like a gay magic duo. They do. It's crazy. Also, <laughs> it kind of freaks me out how um, the guy on the far left looks like Susie Quattro. <laughs> it, it really does. It's absolutely astounding. I can't wait to share that with our listeners just because of how good it is. <laughs> Basically, as, as, soon as, as soon as the show goes up, we'll be both be posting both the picture of The Wanted and the picture of NSYNC, so you can play along at home. It's, it's crazy. It's just... Also, the acid-washed jeans, they were, they were oh, big, weren't they? Yeah, they were. That's a, that's a big deal. <laughs> it was a big look back Combining then. such plain and plain and odd oddly kind of normal jeans with those shirts make them it's just yeah they look like yeah 
It's just and it, so right, okay. Weird. Also, going back to comparing it, right, the picture of a wanted, they're, they're stood in front of some sort of wooden sort of uh, fencing stuff that looks like it's probably the fencing around some sort of bar area or something, yeah. I would say. Whereas NSYNC are stood in front, front of the blue screen of a school photographer's studio. Yeah, it, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, you get you can have that, or you can have the library backdrop. Which one would you like? The library backdrop or the blue, the blue one? The blue one. Okay, you go with that. I think that's good. It matches your shirts. Yeah. Uh, also, like the the guy on the right, his shirt looks like it's been made out of reject DFS sofa fabric. Like the sofa fabric from DFS, which was too gaudy for them to make sofas out of, they're like, "Well, we've we got to do something with this. Can... Let's make a shirt out of it for one of NSYNC." <laughs> uh, NSYNC have put in a big order of shirts. Better cut up some curtains. <laughs> I guess what we're trying to say here is we're we're impressed with how refined the yeah, um, like how far boy bands have come. Yes, they have evolved. They've evolved from Definitely. the uh, the primordial soup of the late 80s and early 90s to the um, the terrifying sexual predators that we see today. Uh, is it a good change? I think, sure. I think on the balance, yes. I think, uh, well, like, yeah, generally, yes, <laughs> from a stylistic point of view. But, yeah, I wouldn't let them near my daughter's. Mind you, I wouldn't let NSYNC near my daughters. Yeah, that, like, just because I'd be worried about them being blinded. <laughs> by by how garish their shirts are. Essentially, yes. Yeah. Little Fiddler Lane. The what? Little, the, oh, okay. Little Fiddler That's Lane. It's a place as well, is it? It's a place as well. <laughs> Horwood Alley. See... I could make up equally feasible ones. You, I know you, you could. But... You, you give me, you give me a real place, and I'll make up a place, and we'll see if they're noticeably different. Piddle, Cock Bummington. <laughs> I think I've done all the good ones. I'm sorry, man. It's Quim. just I really <laughs> the village of Quim. It's a seaside village. <laughs> Quim is almost certainly a place in England. <laughs> it definitely is. It must be. <laughs> there's no way there's not a place called Quim. It's just down the road from Clitoxeter. <laughs> they must all exist. My name's Geraint. And I'm Simon. And this has been our errand of mercy. Stay post-gay. That's the end of the show. Shagging cock.